0: So happy to be here this morning. I'm so grateful. <clears throat> I think this is my 8th year I'm coming to this beautiful church. Almost I feel like home. <laughs> so I can see especially in this part of the world the word peace. It's very popular. Everybody is searching looking for peace. But sometimes we don't have it. So I was listening to those children. <laughs> he made the best explanation about the peace. It's become pieces now. <laughs> I think why we are looking for our wrong places. The peace. Um, you know the event, uh, the, you know, we all know, Burning Man. So, there are a couple of festivals like that. There's another festival called the Lucidity Festival. I met this group of people um, in a cruise line in Caribbean while I was teaching there. So, they invited me to come and do some classes and teaching in that festival. Then I was kind of searching about it. Then uh, I saw this is not the best place for me to be there or be a Buddhist monk to be there. So, kind of I was telling them, no, I cannot. So they will keep asking for four years. Finally, I decided, why not? I'm going. I love to take the risks. So after I go there, I never experience in my life in such a thing. And because people define freedom, so they can do whatever they want to do. It's over the control, no control at all. People walking around, no clothes, naked, <laughs> And drugs and everything. So, one evening at night, almost midnight, I had the class to do, meditation class. Some people are in focus, some people are not. You know, it felt crazy <laughs> in another way. And so, then I asked a question uh, from people uh, what is the purpose? What you are doing here? Then they said, We are having peace out. So now you can see the peace defined in the different levels. You know, all those things people are doing called peace out. So we have to be careful with this word peace when people are using. I'm always asking them when they say, oh, we need peace. Actually, could you please explain to me what you are looking for? Because I don't know. Different people define this word different ways. So as a Buddhist monk... I am always believing. I I know most of you believing peace coming, where inside you, right? Not our, so. But we are looking for peace and happiness outside world. That's why we are in trouble. So again, you know, the, uh, as I was in that Caribbean teaching in the cruise line one morning, one uh, when I was having my breakfast, one lady kind of talking to me from the distance. And she asked me, you are the Buddhist monk on board, right? I said, yes, I'm the only one here. (laughs) And so then she said, I really want to come to meditation because I have my own faith. I don't want to disrespect to that. So because of that, I'm kind of worrying and concerned. Uh, But people are talking about you all the time. I'm so interested to learn meditation. Uh, Is it okay if I join Today. I said, sure, I'm going there within the next 10-15 minutes if you want to come. Then she joined and working with me in the hallway. And almost when I'm ready to walk into the auditorium, uh, she asked me, can you do me a favor? I asked, what can I do for you? If I come to meditation, let's make a deal. And so, could you please talk about forgiveness? Then I was thinking, oh my God, now... <laughs> And so, because I'm ready for something else, and then she asked me, then I totally changed my mind. I was sit down and meditating, like 30 minutes. I was thinking, what is forgiveness? What is forgiveness according to the Buddha's teachings? Because now I have 40 years experience being a Buddhist monk, because I became a monk age 11. Now you can calculate how old I am. And so... <laughs> Then I was thinking, what is the word in Pali or Sanskrit we are using for forgiveness? There is no word to the word forgiveness. The closest word I can find for the forgiveness in the Buddhist teaching is patient. Okay, it's a patient. So then I said to people, you know, somebody asked me to talk about the forgiveness. There is no such thing as a word in our languages so the forgiveness. So then after I returned home, I was searching this word in English. So I found the word uh, came from Latin, uh, is, the word is called the pandanari, is turned into pardon, then later it's become forgiveness. So it's defined, forgiveness is completely letting go without reservations. Does makes make sense? Completely letting go. So when we say completely letting go, it means we are holding something. Very difficult to let go. We are attaching to something. Sometimes people are attaching to bad things too, negative things too. It is so painful, but still people are attaching to that. Why they are attaching, very difficult to let them to go, that feeling. It doesn't matter, good or bad. Sometimes people are enjoying bad, holding it. I call enjoying suffering. People love to enjoy suffering. Why? They can complain, they can criticize, they have something to talk. When they don't have something to talk, life is boring. You know, sometimes people need something to suffer. So, now think about that. People always telling, it's so difficult for me to forgive my ex-husband. It is so difficult for me to forgive my ex-wife... ...or my girlfriend or boyfriend... ...my friend or my family members... ...my brother, my mother... ...people all... So when we say that... ...I am always asking... ...where is the problem? Do you see where is the problem? I think problem is in me... ...or in you. That means you are holding something... ...deep inside you... ...very difficult to let you to go. What people are expecting... Forgiveness. One day, whoever, you, whoever did something wrong to you, you are waiting. That person will return, kneel down in front of you, bow to you, and say, I am very sorry, please forgive me. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> if you are waiting for that, that means until you, the moment you are dying, you have to suffer. So I have many experiences being a monk even, you know, it was so difficult for me sometimes that let that go, that anger. Because I'm so clinging to that idea. So he or she did something wrong to me. So then I can see the root of my problem. Why I cannot let go. I am attaching to it. Attachment means it's ego related. Okay? It, it, it's happened to me. It's happened to my life. I'm a monk. How come that? So there's another big ego. Right? So now, (laughs) I have a beautiful story. The Buddhist teaching, best remedy for healing, practicing self-loving kindness meditation. Practicing self-love. Taking care of my own mind. So I'm always asking people, if you want to be the happiest person in the world, content and joyful, In your spiritual life, be selfish. Why? Nobody cannot help you. You are the one helping yourself. right? So then, one day I was thinking, my temple community is all UU church, our temple, Blue Lotus Temple near Chicago. I was teaching uh, self-loving kindness meditation in the morning. I asked people to repeat to yourself, I am well, I am happy, I am peaceful. May all beings be well, happy and peaceful. End of the meditation. In the beginning of the meditation, people are very excited. Why? New meditation. Yay, we are excited. They don't know what is coming. So anyway, end of the meditation, I ask, how do you like it? Everybody said, okay. So that excited people, now they are not excited. I ask, what's going on? The lady, every Saturday morning when she comes to the meditation, she loves me. She brings me a Starbucks. Right? I asked her, how do you like loving-kindness meditation? Then she said, I hate loving-kindness. <laughs> then I was thinking, she, you know, I'm joking all the time. She's joking with me all the time. I'm always funny. So then I, I was thinking, she's making a joke. I said, are you okay? No, I'm not okay. I hate loving-kindness. Then I realized, okay, I have to be careful now. Then I asked her, why you are hating loving-kindness? Then she said, why I don't like it? Because I can practice loving kindness for other people. If I am practicing for myself, I feel I am selfish. The way her tone, I felt I was looking at her straight. I felt something wrong. I don't know what it is. I felt deep inside me. I said, I am very sorry. If you cannot practice self-love, you cannot practice loving kindness for other people. I don't believe in that. I said, put your oxygen mask first before you assist other person. (laughs) So anyway, so she doesn't like it. Then I asked her, let me ask this. After you give me a gift, what is your expectation? Then she said, I want to hear the word thank you. If I don't say thank you to you, how do you feel? Then she said, you are a terrible Buddhist monk. I said, thank you, I can handle that. So then I, I, I was asking, now are you practicing loving kindness toward this monk giving this gift? She said, yes, that's why I spent my money. I said, no, you are the most selfish person in the world. Right, I, I know, intentionally I said it, I know it is hurt. My intention is hurting her, that's another way to do the therapy. Okay, so intentionally I said, you are the most selfish person in the world. She got so upset why other people start to laugh. Then she get up and grab her purse and she yelled at me. She said, I never come to this temple again. You hurt my feeling. I said, I like it anyway. And she stormed out. Then everybody looking at me, what you did? I said, okay, calm down. Everybody is okay. I will handle it. So then evening I got a long negative email from her. How bad you are. I was thinking your title is loving kindness monk. You know, you are not. <laughs> and so, so you are so mean to me. Then I said that's a very nice message to her, my friend. I totally understand your concern. But I don't accept what you said. I really believe practicing self-love is very important to me or the world. Then she sent me another mean email. No, you are wrong. Then I sent another kind email. Then she sent another mean one. After third email, I felt now she's pushing my buttons. <laughs> Why? Practicing loving kindness does not mean practicing foolishness. Then I said, you do whatever you want. I don't write you again. I don't read you an email. Now she keeps sending and keep deleting. I don't know what she was writing. After a few months later, I got an email from her. subject says, be kind, please read. I thought I'm going to read it. When I started to read that email, I had tears. This is the story I call Wounded Mind. We all do have Wounded Mind. Bhante, today is my 40th birthday. When I was young, 10 years old, I used to live in Los Angeles with my mother. My mother is a drug addict, alcoholic and single woman. Emotionally, physically, she abused me. That's how I raised when I was 10 years old, I moved to Illinois. After I turned into 18, I left my mother. No connection, now I'm 40. No connection with my mother. Why I'm so mad, so angry, very difficult to forgive to her, very difficult to forgive to myself. So that's why I was arguing you through that you know, meditation class because I was planning to do all mean things to my mother. Why I joined the meditation? I want to relax. You know, many people come to meditation to relax, not to real meditation. They want to have a little fun. <laughs> so, anyway, you know, the moment you talk about self-love, I got it, but I don't want to accept it. One day after I hurt my mom, I will be a good girl. So today I realize it's too much for me to carry. Last 40 years, I was carrying this self and anger towards myself and my mother. Now I am ready to let go. I want to surrender. Right after I do that, I felt my 40th birthday, I made my own birthday gift. I'm ready to let go. So then I sent a nice email to her. You got it, my friend. Continue your journey. I didn't ask her to come back to the temple anyway. And so I was doing my life again. Few months later, I saw one older woman using a walker coming through handicap access. I was looking at her, trying to help her. Then I hold the door, I was looking outside, then a snowy day in Chicago, I saw somebody coming from the car. I recognized that person. Who is that person? Daughter. Daughter go and found the mother, took mother to the temple to meditate. They both healed. So then they, healing means they learn how to let go. Mother practiced with me a few years, she passed away. She made the promise with me. The day she is dying, I had to be present. Perfectly worked with my schedule. The moment I am chanting, I saw the tears going down. She cannot you know, the physically uh, communicate. The moment I stopped chanting, she passed. So that's the most peaceful death I ever seen in my life. Now think about, they heal themselves. They learn how to forgive to each other. They know, that means they see the root of their own problem deep inside them. Otherwise, what we are doing here in this country, always go and medicate ourselves and use drugs, more alcohol. Then we are kind of forgetting the problem, but that problem keeps coming again and again and again. How about this? Even you have this short period of time to live, this precious, beautiful, short life, How about you figure out within you this problem? Get into the root. Take the root out. So I am reminding you, when you cannot let go whatever you are holding, you are holding a big bag of garbage. Do you like garbage? No, garbage is smelly and stinky. So as I said, sometimes people love garbage. That's why I said they keep bringing garbage in. Why? They don't know anything else. If you know opposite of garbage, purified mind, then do you like garbage after that? I don't think so. Now I'm asking you, how many years you are collecting garbage, how many years you are carrying the garbage bag, While you are driving, you are in the garbage bag. While you are eating, you are in the garbage. While you are sleeping, you are in the garbage. Every position, everywhere, whatever you do in your life, you are carrying that garbage bag. That lady carrying that garbage bag 40 years, is it fun? It is not fun. So I am asking, please, to enjoy this beautiful life. Leave this garbage here it at the church <laughs> why i am asking somebody will clean it tomorrow morning if you cannot do that leave it here right huh? you know so, so, you know we can take care of that i am very good to take the somebody's garbage and go and put it into the bin so if you think it is very heavy to you just give it to me today i will take care of it okay so now i am asking look at yourself as i did in the beginning you are the buddha Don't look for the Buddha in India. No, Buddha here in right now, in front of you, inside you, here in Frederick. No need to go to India and looking for the Buddha. Why? You all have that beautiful seed to become a Buddha today. That's why you are my heroes. Thank you
1: to share with you one other thing. As, um, Bonte is a 21st century monk, as you've kind of gotten the picture. He emailed me uh, to uh, let me know that he was me speaking about forgiveness. And so I was reading this past week a book published um, just this week from U- our own UUA Beacon Press. Uh, it's Richard Blanco, How to Love a Country, a really profound set of poems about events in this country over the past um, few years, as well as his experience um, some of you may recall that he he will be the wear lecturer, by the way, at this year's UU General Assembly. Um, so he was the first um, Latinx immigrant and gay man to serve as a presidential inaugural poet. This was for... Um, President Obama's second inaugural address, and he says, over six years ago, as I waited to be called up to the podium before the National Mall to recite the occasional poem for President Obama's second inaugural ceremony, I remember turning to my mother and whispering, Mama, I think we're finally Americanos. i want to read you just one poem by him to give you a sense of his work that relates to our topic today. He says, maybe you don't remember, or don't want to, or maybe like me, you've never been able to forget. May, 1979, fifth grade recess. I grabbed your collar and I shoved you up against the wall behind the chapel. I called you a sissy-ass Americano to your face, and then I punched you as hard as I could. Maybe you still live as I do with the awful crack of my knuckles slam against your jaw and the grim memory of your lip split. Why didn't you punch me back? That would have hurt less than the jab of your blue eyes dulled with pain. How you let your body wilt and lean into me. And we walked arm in arm to the boys room and we washed off the blood and dirt Is that how you remember it? What you can't remember is what I thought when our gazes locked in the mirror and I wanted to say I'm sorry and maybe I love you and perhaps even kiss you. Did you feel it too at that instant how we somehow understood what I'm only now capable of putting into words? That I didn't hate you but I envied you? The Americano sissy that I wanted to be? With the sheer skin, the dainty freckles, the bold consonants of your English name, your perfectly starched shirts, your pleated pants, and that showy Happy Days lunchbox. And your A-plus spelling quizzes that I barely passed. Why didn't you snitch on me? I don't remember now who told Sister Magdalene but I'll never forget how she wrung my ears until I cried for you and dragged me to the back of the room and made me stand for the rest of that day, praying the rosary to think hard about my sins. And I did, and I have for 32 years, Derek. Whether you don't remember, don't want to, or never forgot, forgive me, though I may never forgive myself. Forgiveness is a practice. It's vitally important. So may you continue your journey with love, not just love for others, but love and compassion for yourself. As you go do justice and make peace, Uh, and whatever taste or touch you've had in this time and place of hope, of love, of peace, or joy, that goes with you out into the world. We're different for having spent this time together. May you live boldly. May you live with thanksgiving.